is now. All things new, all things now, all things next. Welcome. This is our first episode. Oh, who are we kidding? This is our first ever podcast ever. Yes, it is. What are we going to be talking about on our podcast? Well, we're going to talk about all things new, now, and next. That could be anything news-related, current event-related, anything that's happening. We'll be talking about it. We'll be talking about entertainment, pop culture, pop news, music, movies, reality TV, sports, soap operas, K-dramas, K-pop, world events, and those things that inspire you, uplift you, and could possibly become you one day. We'll be talking about it. Well, why? Because this is now. So today on our episode, we're talking about Damar Hamlin. You've probably heard the name this week. He's been all over anything news-related, sports-related, culture-related. People have just been talking about this remarkable young man. Well, who is Damar, and why is he so remarkable and significant this week? Well, let's talk about it. Damar played in football for the Buffalo Bills. He was playing against the Cincinnati Bengals when he was injured during a Monday night football game. Why is this so significant? Well, Damar was doing what he loved to do, what he knew how to do, playing the role of safety. And he tackled a young man and got back up, stood there for a few seconds and then collapsed. Everybody was in a total state of shock. They did not know what's going on. They were looking for him to get back up. Once they determined that that was not happening so quickly, coaches, trainers, teammates, paramedics rushed to his side. It was so shocking to see because this is during Monday night football. It was the first Monday night of the 2023 season, um, 23 year that this has occurred. So this is very significant. The game stopped. Members in the stands were just standing there looking. Team members on his team were standing there looking. Opposing team members were standing there looking. Everybody was in a state of shock because they didn't know what was going on. But the most remarkable thing happened. Damar, as they were working on him, trying to figure out what was happening, allegedly they you know, were reporting that he was pretty much you know, lifeless. They couldn't find the pulse and that they thought he had suffered from an apparent cardiac arrest. As they were working on him, his teammates began to gather around the trainers and the paramedics and the coaches that were by his side. And they began to gather and cover him. This was so unusual to see because they were preventing people, cameras, everybody that was there from seeing what was happening with him. In the event that it was true that he did suffer an apparent you know, cardiac arrest and was lifeless, they were prevent, preventing people from seeing them resuscitate him and bring him back to life, which is not always a pretty sight. They were letting them do their work, so they covered their teammate. It was such a wonderful thing to see because you saw these teammates band together and DeMar played the role, uh, the position of safety for his team. But in this moment, you saw a different turn of events. It was, he played safety in a defensive position 
and you saw his team turn around and give safety in an offensive position for him. They were covering him. And I thought that that was so significant because it gave him his privacy, his respect, respect for cameras and people and those things that were trying to get in there to see some things that shouldn't be shown on TV. They covered him and protected him. Furthermore, as the paramedics begin to work on him and to transfer him, get ready to transport him into the ambulance, you saw once they closed those doors, those, the entire team, those guys had gathered together in a huddle, in a round circle, in a huddle on the field, kneeling in prayer for him. So again, they're covering him in prayer, in protection. I thought it was such an amazing sight to see. For one, this is happening all in real time on Monday Night Football, the NFL. The NFL is a huge conglomerate. It is watched by millions of people on Monday nights. But all those people, you could see it in the teammates' faces. You could see it in the opposing team's faces. They were devastated by what they saw. They were in total shock. But they were all joined together, praying and hoping and sending positive vibes, well wishes, all good prayers to him, to this young man, Damar Hamlin. Damar was positioned for his purpose on this night. I know it's kind of odd to say that and to think about that, but as a result of what occurred with him, I didn't look at his injury as being tragic. While serious, I didn't get the vibe that it was tragic. Why? Because you could tell by the look on everyone's faces and how things transpired on that field at that time that this was something that was going to have a domino positive impact effect on so many people. And that's just what it did. In the days to come, we would hear as he is in the hospital, you know, fighting and recovering and gaining his strength back, you would hear of some remarkable things that were happening. There were people gathered at the stadium. There were people gathered at the hospital. There were people gathered in their local towns um, praying for him and local organizations praying for him from tiny kids to, you know, older adults praying for him. You would also hear of people beginning to take an important interest in what happened that night. What, what, what actually did occur? Was it a cardiac arrest? We have been told and reports have stated that it was such a rare condition that, you know, it never really happens. Like we would never actually see that. But because of that, condition and because of what happened, it moved people to find out more, to want to find out how they could learn about it to save a life possibly. You had people that were enrolling in CPR classes. They said that the enrollment for CPR classes shot up over 100% in less than 24 hours. You saw people that were going out and buying defibrillators because they knew they saw someone take a defibrillator on that field. So 
they knew that that was part of the life-saving activities in that moment. And those sales reportedly shot up over 65, 70% in less than 24 hours. In addition to that, you saw people coming together, all cultures, all nations, all types, all sorts of people, all ages, coming together, talking about this incident and talking about the uplifting things that they wanted to say and encourage his family through and to encourage Damar in. In addition to that, Damar reportedly had a charity, Chasing M's, I believe that is what it's called. And his charity <laughs> actually tripled in donations in less than a 24 to 48 hour period. There has been a significant impact and I know why some people say, you know what, well, shouldn't have taken that. And no, I don't think it took that. But I think it was meant to happen in the manner that it did in order to move people to do something different. The NFL, National Football League, is a huge conglomerate. It is a business all in itself. By God, they own a night of the week. Well, <laughs> let's admit it. They own several nights of the week. We're talking Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night football. They own it. But on this night, they paused that. They paused the business thereof and concentrated on this young man, the brotherhood thereof, the importance of life thereof for this young man. And they ended up canceling and postponing, not, not, not just you know, totally rescheduling, they, they canceled that game. They shut it down. And a lot of people said, why would they do that? You heard different commentators that, you know, made remarks like this is the wrong thing to do. That was the wrong move for them. But at that moment, I believe they made the right decision. You know, in reviewing this decision to, you know, completely cancel the game, they said, you know, the game had no bearing on playoff qualifications. It was only on the potential seeding. So with that being said, I absolutely agree and think they made the right decision. Because guess what? Had this young man lost his life, it would have impacted that team, not just his Buffalo Bills team, but also that Cincinnati Bengals team, because they both saw what had occurred. That was going to be a not so easy process to just forget and shake off. So I believe that the NFL made the absolute right decision. That's just my preference, my opinion. We all have them, right? So Damar was positioned for purpose in a lot of ways. You know, his story, you know, is one that will go down in the history books for a lot of reasons it will have a such an important significance for so many reasons, for so many people, personally, professionally, spiritually, you name it. His injury moved people to do something. There was a call to action with it. It wasn't just something that occurred and people said, oh, somebody got hurt. Okay, another football player. Oh, okay, no. They said, somebody got hurt and what can we do? What can I do so that that doesn't happen to my child or my player 
or someone that I know in my neighborhood or some somebody that I love and care about? What can I do to help to stop that from occurring or to learn, you know, what it is so that it doesn't have to happen to me or mine? That's significant in a lot of ways. For me, the reason why I wanted to talk about it, yeah, I, I am a sports fan. Um, I grew up in a family that just really loved all types of sports, but specifically it was basketball and football. Um, this resonated with me personally because my uncle, who actually helped raise me, died coaching a basketball game and his kids saw him. Unfortunately, he suffered a cardiac arrest. Calling, He called a play during the game, sat down and suffered cardiac arrest, dropped his head and never woke back up. His kids saw that. Our family members saw that. I was preparing to fly out to Philadelphia for a business trip, so I didn't see it. But it impacted me because before I could even pack a bag to get ready for that trip, I was told of what had occurred. In our situation, while my uncle didn't make it, his life made a mark on our lives. We all did something significantly different with our life based upon his death. I became a minister, full-fledged. I was just dipping with it just a little bit, just saying, oh, I'm just going to give a couple of inspirational messages here and there. And he was so proud of me. And he, you know, when I told him, you know, I think this is something that I really want to do. And I remember, you know, him being very proud that that was even happening with me. His brother, who is his identical twin, was coaching. He was the head coach at our local school. Um, he later went on to become, you know, one of the coaches at the University of Delaware. And he as well as my uncle who passed, had for the majority of my life that I can remember, had always been involved with AAU camps, Achievements Unlimited, and had been friends with Michael Jordan for a majority of my life. I haven't known anything different. Um, while some people fan out over that, he was just uh, somebody that we knew um, who did great things, who was known as a well-known athlete. So, you know, and the loss of my uncle you know, impacted how they did those camps. We were able to give scholarships to kids and different different um, members of the community that wanted to do something different with their lives. So, you know, the impact, you know, carried on his from his death for a little while to come, and it still carries on. Um, we hold an annual basketball tournament every year in his honor. But one of the things I can say, it is something that his children and my family have never really seemed to kind of get over in their own way. I was so happy when I heard that Damar Hamlin's mom was in the stands and she was able to come see about her son. While that might have been a very, very dramatic experience for her, even scary for her to even have to know that or see that her son was laying there allegedly unconscious and allegedly lifeless. I believe it was very important that she was there because she was able to also help pray and push and pull him through. It's something about that connection with the mother and the child. You always seem to know and you always seem to be able to 
give that push in the spirit to your children. But I am so happy that Damar was able to go to the hospital and begin a swift recovery. From the reports, they have stated that, you know, he went from being on 100% ventilation to 50% in less than 24 hours. They also stated that one of the first things that he did when he started to regain consciousness and talk was he asked the doctor, hey, doc, who won the game? And the doctor simply replied, you did. You won the game of life. Such a beautiful statement to make. Because we all win the game of life every day. We play it every day. And you have to know in your mind, you win it every day. At least that's my thought. You know, I always tell everybody, you know, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. There are no coincidences. There are no mistakes. And I often hear people come to me and sometimes they'll share experiences with me in their life that are that is happening. And they'll say, oh, I wish I wish I wouldn't have done that. It was such a big mistake. And I was like, no, there are no mistakes. That was an experience. That was something you had to go through to learn from, to get something good out of it and to make something good that you can carry into the next part of your life with. You learn from that. You take what you can with that and move on to the next step. I oftentimes also tell people too that your biggest goal in life is to be better than you were yesterday. Do something good for someone every day. And that's what I strive to do. You know, I'm not in competition with anybody that I work with. I tell that to them all the time. I am not your 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 enemy. I am not your competition. I am my own competition. They're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, my goal is to be better than I was yesterday, even last night, even a few moments ago. My goal is to continue to better myself. My goal is not to be concerned with Johnny, Mary, and Susie do. My, be, my goal is to be concerned with what I can do and how I can better my role here, how I can impact somebody else's life, how I can add to the company, and how I can do the best that I can do at this moment, at this time. And I can go to bed at night knowing I've done my very best. And that's all I can do. And the next day, if the Lord is willing, I'll wake up and it's a new day. I can start fresh again. It, I have I, I have renewed strength every day. So you know what? I get a chance to get up and try this again. And if I didn't get it right yesterday, guess what? I can change it and strive to get it right today. I believe Damar Hamlin was given an opportunity of a lifetime. He won at the game of life on that night. And he will continue to win at the game of life each and every day. He will be much better and greater than he was as an athlete before the injury because of the lives that he's impacted because of that injury. Damar, we salute you and we thank you. I wanted to make my first podcast about you because you inspired me. And you inspired so many others just by how fast you're recovering, how your teammates and your colleagues band together around you. It speaks a lot about your personality and who you are as an individual. And mom, you did a great job too. 
Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for, for inspiring us. And thank you for being the subject and topic of my first podcast. So this is now. See you next time.